Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host, Morgan, and here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. So whether you're counting down the days till your next vacation or you're on your way to work wishing to be going to a more magical place, this is the podcast for you. Today's guest is my friend Sarah, who nannied and taught a young girl a very valuable lesson while sacrificing a Disney bound. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that. If you guys are new to the show, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And we're constantly looking for magical moments to share on the show, so please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share magic button to submit your story to possibly be read on the show. I can't wait to read all of your stories, but now on with the show. I am so excited to have this dear friend of mine. We both love princesses and nerding out and Disney bounding. She is a Disneyland and Universal pass holder. She's an actress, writer, director, and avid Disney bounder and cosplayer. But today we have Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on and share your most magical moment. I'm so excited. Would you like to give us a little teaser of what your magical moment is today? Yeah. I um, Essentially, I work as a nanny in Hollywood, and this story uh, revolves around the little girl that I have been with for the last four years. Oh, my gosh. So you've um, seen her grow up and... Oh, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How old were you? How old was she when you first started nannying her? She was five. Precious. And she's nine now. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to meet her on one of your Disneyland trips. We met in Tomorrowland and we got some food together and stuff. And she was just so cute and so mature for her age. Oh, yeah. That was incredible, too, because I, I think she... It's wonderful to see her come out of her shell at Disneyland. Mm because she is the kind of kid where maybe the first couple trips she was a little a little reserved and and I didn't want to have her meeting anybody that she wasn't comfortable with but mm -hmm. um by that time by the time she met you I was like hey you want some free food and she was like yeah yes I I was doing for those that don't know I used to work for this company that I had to do food reviews and I had to buy all this food and I saw that Sarah was in the park and I'm like I need someone <laughs> to come help me eat this food because I don't want it to go to waste like are you hungry and you and Orly came right over and it was amazing and yeah it was it was so good I was she was like normally don't get free food from strangers it's not typically a good thing but like you knew this person you I was about to say so I know you very I knew you very well and <laughs> and I think yeah I think we were at a point anyway where she needed some refueling yeah so, so you start to see the eyes kind of droop and like the the energy <laughs> levels get lower for sure but yeah. you guys go to Disneyland all the time you want to touch a little bit on that yes so so I began nannying Orly before I became an annual pass holder. Um, 
but we just, we had one day that was really fun. I don't, for anybody who doesn't know what Disney bounding is, it's a way to wear regular clothes at the park, but while still emulating a character through color blocking. And Mm -hmm. I kind of taught Orly about that because even as a really small kid, she hated the princess dresses because she hated how itchy they were. Uh, which absolutely I felt the same way when I was a kid like I did not want to wear those itchy princess dresses Mm -hmm. but I wanted to to dress up like a princess and so she got really into Disney bounding through me because she didn't want to wear those so she and I Disney bounded our first time together and we had such a good time that we went a couple other isolated times and a few months later I got my annual pass and she got one as well and so we kind of would would go together anytime she had a day off school, like a random staff development day or something. We would go to the parks together while her parents went to work. So that was that's a very special thing she and I would do together. I mean, what a place to babysit. I mean, that's the dream job, be like a theme park babysitter. Like, hey, I know this isn't what you do, but like, you know, drop your kids off in front of the parks and give me some money for food and let's go ahead and do rides together and stuff. <laughs> Definitely not a bad gig. <laughs> not a bad gig at all and I feel like you're the type of person too that just like appreciates theme parks and Disneyland that like you're okay with going on like a little kid ride or like you know a slow moving dark ride or even small world because I know some kids love small world oh a hundred percent yeah she uh, she used to love small world so yeah I don't mind going and having a day that's no roller coasters I have other days with my friends for that Um, days with Orly are a little more special because we do things that I wouldn't do when I go by myself or with my older friends. And also seeing it through like a child's eyes, it just brings so much magic to something that, you know, is, isn't as special to us or as thrilling to us. And then seeing it through a kid's eyes, it's like, wow, this is so magical. Like, Oh yeah, it's amazing. Before we get into your story, let's ask you some fun Disney questions. And you're an avid listener, which I truly appreciate. <laughs> Big fan. Yeah. So you know what the first question is, is why do you love Disney? Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is the hard one for sure. We are of the same generation where we grew up with the 90s Disney films. I just think that no matter what generation you are, you have a Disney story or some kind of love for Disney. Mm -hmm. Like unless you are just someone who absolutely can't stand Disney for whatever reason. Yes. I I think it's, I may not have as much in common with someone of the baby boomer generation, but someone of that generation and I can talk about Disney because they had Disney when they were a kid and I had Disney when I was a kid. So Mm -hmm. it, it just transcends generation and it, it's a way to connect with people all the time. Yes. And like internationally too, because Disney is such a global icon and brand basing off of your answer as well, feeding off of that, going to Japan. I love Aurora. And there was one girl that had followed me who loved Aurora as well. And she found me when I was there and we've been friends two years later since that initial trip and we keep in touch. And, you know, it's like, like she was learning English by texting me on Instagram. And I was just thought that was the coolest thing ever. But like, again, like that is so awesome. I, it's like Disney literally can bring so many people together and different ages and demographics and lo- like location too. It's just so phenomenal. So that is a great reason for sure. My next question is, and this is a tough one too, but uh, you, you've been listening. So I hope, I think you'll have an answer for this, but not necessarily <laughs> your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to? Okay. So 
I actually have an answer with for this that I didn't I've only had very recently. For anyone who doesn't know me, I'm a big fan of Belle. I cosplay Belle from Once Upon a Time and I I Disney bound as her a lot. She is my favorite princess. That is actually how Sarah and I met our friend yes. Mallory uh, earlier episode. She's been on twice with her and her son James recently too. We love James. Yes, he's amazing. <laughs> Mallory orchestrated a whole Wreck-It Ralph Disney princess pajama party, Disney bound cosplay, whatever you want to call it. And that's when I met Sarah. And it was such, it was such a great gathering of strong females together. And it was just so fun. And I'm so glad I went because I personally, I was so nervous as I only knew Mallory. I didn't know any of y'all. That same like, oh. thing. I, I knew Mallory and I knew Ami who was Elsa yes. that day. Um, and I didn't know anyone else, but I walked out of that day with so many new friends. Yes. <laughs> it was it so was much a- fun. <laughs> and that was like, what, 2017, 2018? Like it was a while ago. Yeah, and, that like, was a while know, ago. You, you and I still keep in touch and whatnot. So it was oh such my a gosh, day. Yeah. But So what I'm getting to is that I was Aurora and sleeping and stuff and Sarah was Belle. So it worked out perfect. So that's how I knew you liked Belle. <laughs> it did. Yeah. We were all our like, fa- I feel like we were all our favorite princesses that day. It worked out really mm-hmm. well. So I do relate a lot to Belle and a lot of people associate me with her, but I really do feel like ever I saw, ever since I saw Frozen 2, mm-hmm. I really identify with Anna. Um, oh, specifically yeah. Frozen 2 version. Her in general, but Frozen 2 kind of made me realize how much I am like her. I feel like I am one of those perpetually positive people, but I can also have those uh, cynical moments. And I'm I'm also the little sister. Um, I have a Aww. big sister. A little different. My big sister is way more outgoing than I am. <laughs> cute (laughs) but I just feel like somewhere near the beginning of the pandemic I was doing an Anna Disney bound and my partner said wow I just realized how much you are like Anna like when I saw Frozen 2 she reminded me of you and I just think personality wise we're on the same exact level like we're goofy but but we also are really passionate about standing up for friends and family yeah so so Anna is probably the one I relate to the most. I love that. And from your a friend's perspective as well, another friend's perspective, like I can totally see that in you because you're very optimistic and you're happy-go-lucky. But like you said, you're very passionate about the projects that you're working on and you just you just see this like love and desire for things. And it, it's very much like Anna. So I can definitely see that as well. All right. So my next question is, which Disney parks have you been to? I have been to all four parks in Florida and, of course, both in Disneyland, um, at Disneyland and California Adventure. I have never been to a foreign park. One day, one day. I Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm I'm dying to go to Tokyo for sure. And you live near uh, Disneyland for those, if you hadn't figured that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I live in Los Angeles. But how recent have you been to Disney World? Let me preface this by saying Disney World would have been my home park when I was a kid oh. because I'm, I'm originally from New Orleans. Right. So it's still very far away, but the closest park is Disney World in Orlando. So I went once when I was four once when I was nine. And then the last time I went was when I was 18. I had just graduated high school. And my, yeah, my parents were like, okay, you get 
like that's their their graduation gift is one big trip and it was a no-brainer I was like Disney World of course <laughs> sure. naturally yeah I didn't I, that was when I was 18 I didn't have my first trip to Disneyland until my 19th birthday in 2013 oh, wow. And then you live out in California and you go to Disneyland all the time. And there's a little New Orleans square right there. Does it remind you of home at all? Oh my gosh, it's perfect. For I always, so a lot of people ask me that. A lot of people are like, is it real? Like, is it, how close is it to the real thing? And I'm always like, it's almost perfect. It just doesn't smell enough like urine. Oh, Okay, I know that sounds the best. <laughs> they took the best parts out of it. <laughs> I know they were like, uh, okay, so it's going to look exactly like the French Quarter, except we would like it to smell nice. <laughs> I so. love it. That is perfect. It is wonderful. It's like the best. I wasn't going to ask this question next, but um, if your home could smell like a specific scent from a Disney park, what scent <laughs> would you want it to be and why? And this is your entire house. Like constantly your house smells like this. So oh my goodness. You know, I feel I'm like cut that off. But like some people say pirate water and I'm just like, I, I was going to say all the people who love the pirate's water are going to hate me for not saying the pirate's water. Oh, but you wouldn't want your house. Like that's why I specify with it. Like your house is going to smell like this. It's not just like, oh, one little smell. Like your whole house is going to smell like mucky pirate water. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's, I don't. It's definitely a nostalgic smell when you're on the ride, but I don't understand the, the fascination. with the Wow. A smell. I came so prepared and this this one threw me for a loop. Oh, yes. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking all the time, like the smell I have to live with, I would probably do like the La Brea Bakery or something. Ooh, in uh, downtown Disney, right outside the park. It would be either that or like right outside the Mint Julep Bar. Ooh, yes. Smelling oh. beignets and, and coffee oh. and ugh. Warm beignets and the little <laughs> mint juleps. Oh, Yum. That the music. I'm just, I'm bringing myself back to New Orleans Square right there. And that is, okay. So you're a very creative person. If you could work any role at a Disney park, and I'm talking any role, what role would it be and why? It's funny because I've always wanted to work at the Little Mermaid ride in DCA just so I could wear the outfit. Oh, it's such a cute little like teal stripe, little adorable sailor seaside outfit. Yeah. It's so cute. It would either be that or I would be at the Haunted Mansion. I mean, that's my favorite ride of all time and I would – I'm in love with it. So I just to, to wear the host outfit and to be spooky. Yeah. Be a spooky queen. (laughs) I love it. So either of those would be ideal. Perfect. All right. So back to babysitting and stuff. If you were driving across country with a car full of kids, so Orly and all of her friends, (laughs) and you could only listen to one Disney soundtrack on repeat, what soundtrack would it be and why? My problem with this question is that a lot of the Disney soundtracks are really short. So you have to be really okay with hearing things a bunch of times. Thousand um, percent. I'm not going to lie. I really do think the the only one I could listen to without getting sick of off the top of my head is Princess and the Frog. Oh, yes. Um, just because it is I, – I listen to that one when I go home I because it's got – like going down the bayou is – it's perfect. It's mm-hmm. it's exactly what Zydeco music sounds like. Obviously, every other song is, is a masterpiece, but – I think I wouldn't get sick of that one as much as some of the others. And then when you're almost to your destination, you play that. I'm almost there. I'm not a singer, but (laughs) no, no, definitely. (laughs) 
that works. I love it. Okay, what is an unpopular Disney opinion you have? Oh, I thought of this one. Um, Ooh, yes. <laughs> I've got my answer. I just am nervous <laughs> that people are going to hear it. I am not a fan of Wally. <gasps> oh, okay. I, I want to like I'm, Wally. I'm curious to know why the movie or just like the character as a whole. Oh, the movie. I think the character is adorable. I love okay. Eva. I think she's really cute. I, I, I'm okay with the first part of that movie. I think near the end it starts to lose its identity a little bit. Um, yeah, it's when you get introduced to like the humans on the ship and stuff, and they're yeah. all like lazy and yeah. I and I can agree a, with that honestly. It's a great story. Like it's it's got it's a great message, and I love that they're trying to talk to kids specifically about their impact on the environment mm-hmm. but it I it's not a movie I put on when I'm bored I I don't have a like I don't have a fun time sitting around watching it yeah maybe just the first half of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah we'll just like, we'll just listen to hello dolly and <laughs> yes and the storytelling with like Eva and Wally like it's so cute it, like they literally don't say anything it's like squeaks and talking and movements that just ex- like display their emotions so well that it's just like you know exactly what they're thinking and feeling at the time and it's just such great storytelling in that course, first half it. of it <laughs> yeah the craft of the film is wonderful they they definitely know what they're doing over there at Pixar <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I think thumbs up to, to everyone who worked on it. I think that's a pretty coming from the entertainment industry that I applaud anyone who finishes a film. It's very, very difficult work. I just personally don't connect with Wally the way that I know a lot of other, um, Disney fans do. I, and I, I think most people can agree with you on that. Like once you like, you know, when people have an unpopular opinion, I like them to explain it because mm-hmm. once you actually like break it down, it like makes sense. Like it makes sense. Like Wally is a character phenomenal. But if you really deep dive into that movie, like first half, great. Second half is like, eh, it's like you said, starting to lose its identity. So totally can understand that. Okay. So you're an avid Disney fan and go often when, you know, times are normal. What is something people right. <laughs> would be surprised to know that you haven't done at a Disney park? Oh, I, I have never, n- no amount of heat has ever compelled me to get on the Grizzly River Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I'm not saying never, but I just have never, like, I feel like I rode that ride at Six Flags, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like I've ridden that ride before and I feel like it would take an extremely hot day to compel me to get on it because okay, to me okay. it doesn't have – and maybe I'm wrong. I haven't ridden it. So maybe I'll ride it. I, I definitely want to ride it one day. Is it the hang-up of getting wet or is it the hang-up of like it's not that great of a ride? A little of both. Okay. Okay. I, I definitely want to ride it because, again, I, I kind of want to prove myself wrong. That right. it's, maybe it's a super interesting ride that I just haven't had the chance to go on. But I, so far, I have not. There, there are always other things at Disney I'd rather do. Totally understandable. And I will say this: I have been on Grizzly River Run. It is definitely a lot better than Cali River Rapids over at Animal Kingdom, which is the same type of like um, raft ride. Essentially, it's a lot longer. It's a slightly, slightly more themed, but not really. But I think the best raft ride in the theme park world that I have been on is the Popeye the Sailor Man ride over at Universal in Orlando. That one, there's 
great theming, great storytelling. And the worst slash best part is that they show no mercy on the water rides. Like you are getting soaked. Like no one's no one's coming off like, like a little sprinkle or completely dry. Like you are getting soaked. Like there will be like water guns sprayed right at your boat or you'll go right under a waterfall and you're like, oh, they're just going to open it up. No, 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 no. They will dump the whole buckets of water on you and you're not you're coming off <laughs> Like it's so bad. It's yeah, so this bad, is but not so Splash good. Mountain. You are not no. going in like that. Splash Mountain is kids stuff compared to this. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, I would say if you had to choose between all three of those, I would say Popeyes is the best out of those. But I mean, Disneyland is closest to you, so I mean, definitely do it once. But you know, maybe For be sure. prepared and you know wear some like water wicking clothes or jump stuff that dries easily or something like that. <laughs> I will put that one on my list for whenever I return to Florida. Okay. And like I said earlier, you're a very creative person. You're writer, director. This isn't a question I have, but I kind of modified it for you specifically. If you could directing a Disney or creating a new Disney stage show to be in the parks to say replace Magical Map or Hyperion, may they rest in peace because those were phenomenal shows. What kind of show would you do? So my my initial inclination is to do something spooky because I love Ooh. spooky things. However, yeah. if I wanted to do something, if I wanted to challenge myself and do something that would be year round, I would do an animal show, Ooh. but not like a, not like an animal kingdom show where there are actual animals. It would be like Mickey and the Magical Map, but only Disney animals. Oh, okay, okay. So you have like from Mickey and the Magical Map. Like all the sidekicks, like yes. all of the ho- the horses, the dogs, the cats. <gasps> there, there could be a bird segment, <laughs> the tiki room segment. That, that is such a unique idea to use the actual IPs for this animal show. Like, Oh, yeah. I'm a huge animal fan. So it would be oh. – and there would be some obscure ones too. Can we get Yzma as a kitty in there? <laughs> oh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> I feel like Pluto should host. Oh, that would be, be so fun. good. Okay. Can we get Pegasus? Definitely. Baby Pegasus is like my favorite Disney sidekick ever. He's like so Oh my gosh. I'm just (laughs) flying around the audience. Like that'd be amazing. One more, one more request for this show that is hopefully to one day happen. Can we please have Aurora's little forest friends dressing up as Prince Philip? So you got Mr. Owl, Bunny Boots, the squirrel that holds up the hat. Like I want all of those to be – I want to be see that in real life. <laughs> oh, yeah. The woodland creatures will for sure yeah. probably have the biggest segment. <laughs> the longest, too, because there's so many of them. Because they've held Disney on their backs for the last few decades. <laughs> Poor things from Snow White to, you know, <laughs> doing freaking housework to Giselle. Again, doing housework, but it's like yep. rats and pigeons and stuff. <laughs> oh, the roaches will definitely be oh, involved. Yes. Oh, it's giving me chills. (laughs) I know. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I can't stand them either. But as a New Orleanian, I feel like roaches are our mascot at this point, and (laughs) they deserve a very important place in the show. It's like also bringing it up to be a bug in Yeah, exactly. It'd be now that there's a Ventures campus, it'd be how you'd get your your bug's life fix. There you go. (laughs) I love it. Okay, one last question. I'm I'm trying to pick a really good one. What Disney character would you want to be your coworker with you? I feel like if I had, like, if I was part of a nanny team, probably Cinderella. 
then I could do the fun kid stuff and Mm -hmm. she could do the cleaning and the cooking. (laughs) I know that sounds awful to demote my girl to cleaning and cooking, but she Mm -hmm. seems to not, it wouldn't be a ton. It wouldn't be like what her stepmother gives her. It would be a normal amount. (laughs) (laughs) Just like slightly cleaning up after the kids and the dishes and the cooking and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But she'd also be, she'd be a great nanny in general, I feel like, because of her, her love for for the ma- the mice, she's an animal lover. I assume she'd probably she'd probably be pretty good with kids. Oh, definitely. And she's very kind in nature, but she also like if you rewatch Cinderella, she stands up for herself, or at least attempts to, with the stepmother, and you know, kind of banter's back a little bit. So you know, if the kids are getting out of line, like I don't feel like she'd have a problem stepping up and being like, um, no, don't and hit disciplining. your brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, disciplining is the worst part of the job, <laughs> but yes. it has to happen. I feel like, so I feel like Cinderella, if we're strictly talking nannying, Tiana, literally mm. any other job. Any other, you just want her by your side. <laughs> I just, I love Tiana, but also she's a hard worker. And I feel like if we're post the Princess and the Frog movie, she also knows how to take time for herself now. <laughs> She'd be yes. a very balanced coworker. Yes, she definitely needs that in her life for sure. She's <laughs> she's so great. Again, great coworker idea. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for answering all of those questions. I, I try to stump you a little bit, so I'm glad you got some good ones in there. Oh, those were a lot of fun. I'm going to have to uh, write a treatment for this Disney show now. Yay. But now I'll let you take it away and share your magical moment. So just a heads up uh, for people, I don't, I don't tend to tell. This is usually not my story to tell. When I was thinking of magical moments, this was the first thing that popped in my head. So I've I've been with Orly for the last four years. I'm no longer her nanny. I'm with a different family now, but we're still in each other's lives and we still hang out. And obviously pre-pandemic, um, we would go to the parks all the time, Disney bound together, as, as I said before. And Orly and I would usually go by ourselves, just the two of us, because her parents work a lot. And hence the reason I'm there. (laughs) So she always wants her mom to join us. And this was one of those rare moments where her mom had the day off and joined us at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So it was an extra exciting day. This was three years ago. This was 2018. And so Orly would have been six at the time. And her mom had the day off. So we all went. And because we were so excited about this this extra special day we decided we were all going to disney bound as star wars characters can i ask <laughs> is she a big star wars fan as you or oh um, yeah who, whose idea was it to be a star wars dress up as star wars a hundred percent so she, orly is a very big star wars fan um, she, yeah, she has always loved the films, particularly loves Ray. Did you get her into it or did her parents get her into it? I think a little bit of both. I think okay. her, her dad has always wanted to be like the first person who watches the Star Wars films with her. And then pretty Aww. much after that, it's a free for all so I can watch. Yes. So there was a, a long period of time where Star Wars was like, Orly's life. And she and I at this point had already done a bunch of Star Wars bounds together. You know, she had done Rey and we had done a just a bunch of different characters here and there. So when her mom suggested like, hey, we, we should do Star Wars because Orly had this new 
this is going to totally go against <laughs> what I said earlier about the princess dresses. Orly had a, a Leia dress from A New Hope, the white one with yes. the, the long empire sleeves and the um, mm-hmm. and the belt. And that one, I guess, wasn't very itchy. Uh, she had yes, had it I was going to for... say, that's a lot more comfortable than like the fitted princess dresses with the sleeves. Like she has flowy sleeves and it's a flowier dress. So maybe exactly. like said, not as itchy. <laughs> not, not itchy, very, uh, very comfortable. She had, her and her mom had matching Leia dresses for Purim. Um, the year before, for anyone who was unaware, it's a Jewish holiday. Oh, and cool. yeah, so they, um, so she had this really cute Leia dress from A New Hope. And so Orly was like, well, I always do Ray, so I'm just going to do Leia. Aww. And so Orly's mom said, okay, well, then I'll Disney bound as Ray since I never get to Disney bound with you guys. So I um, w- was kind of just chill about it because again I Disney bound all the time I I just wanted to be comfortable and have a good day with them so another side story that it's important I promise yes yes oh go ahead two weeks before this visit I had bought a one of the her universe stormtrooper knit sweaters um it's like a sweater dress it's so cute yeah it's like it's it's a sweater that it's the exact same design of a stormtrooper's uniform and for, I had actually avoided buying it for a really long time because it was it was out of my price range. Mm-hmm. And then one day, two weeks before this Disney day, I saw it at the Disney store on like a super clearance discount rack. And so I bought it. And so I thought, this is great because it's a knit sweater. And I think the weather was supposed to be a little colder that day. So I was like, okay, I will wear this and I'll bound as um, FN2197 I'll as Finn ah. as a stormtrooper. And then I just added red accents to be like the blood on on his helmet because oh. I thought I was like okay because um, I I just thought like that's a little more interesting than just a regular stormtrooper. I mean, yeah, there's a million stormtroopers, but no one's been. <laughs> you should have done Padme, and then you could have covered all three main female leads in the Star Wars trilogies. I definitely thought about it. Um, I think that I I actually think that the reason that didn't happen is because I didn't have anything in my closet at the time. And it, uh, I think it was a, a low budget time for me. I just was like, I'm not buying something new right now for a Disney pound. Yes. <laughs> Disney um, pounding can get expensive for sure. <laughs> yeah. You have to know how to thrift. And and it's another reason that I, I am such a hoarder with clothes because I'm like, oh, but what if that works for a Disney pound in the future? Yes. Yeah. So at the time, I think I was just like, I'm trying to go comfy. I'm going to wear this Stormtrooper sweater. It's brand new. I've never worn it. And we're going to all be Star Wars themed. So we went. We had a really fun morning. We got pictures and we rode the monorail and we went in. And one of Orly's favorite places to eat at the parks is Jolly Holiday, um, which is right on Main Street for anyone who, who doesn't know. Sarah said, for those that don't know, it's a little Mary Poppins themed bakery and there's pastries and cookies and cupcakes and some other like sandwiches and stuff. But it's so good. It's one of my favorites too. It's really fun to go to. I don't go there a lot simply because it's kind of vanilla in terms of food options for me, but it's great for kids because they have they have grilled cheese sandwiches, they have turkey sandwiches, they have soup. They have things that are pretty kid friendly if you have like a picky eater. And so I don't go to Jolly Holiday a lot, but Orly, it's like her favorite place. We went to Jolly Holiday, of course, and 
The thing I love about Jolly Holiday is that I'm a big fan of the grilled cheese tomato soup combo. Oh, me too. A thousand percent. (laughs) And just sidebar really quick. Living here in Orlando near Disney World, I've been trying to find the equivalent of Disneyland's tomato soup and grilled cheese because I don't like tomato soup. But there's just something about Disneyland's that I'm just like, oh, I crave it. I'm craving it now as we're talking about it. Oh, it's so good. Yes. And I haven't found an equivalent of Disneyland's. And I'm like, man, when I go back to Disneyland, like I got a list of food things I needed to go back and check off. And one of those top ones is the Disneyland Jolly Holiday or grilled cheese and soup, tomato soup. Yeah. So it's, it's that good, you guys. <laughs> it's and it, it's been one of my favorite meals like, since childhood. So mm-hmm. whenever we go there, again, because I'm not a huge fan of the menu, I get that because I love that. Um, mm-hmm. So when she asks to go, I'm I'm always down because I'm like, I'll just get my grilled cheese and tomato soup. So good. Yeah. So Orly's mom got us. I think yeah, I think she got a salad that day. Orly and I got the grilled cheese and tomato soup that we always get together, and. So we're sitting outside, we have our our food, and Orly keeps kind of, you know, she's she's six, right? So at the time. So she's she's, you know, being a little reckless as kids are, and and she's wearing all white. <laughs> Let me reiterate. <laughs> <All white. laughs> she is wearing the iconic Leia dress from A New Hope. She is in all white. So her mother and I are just like a, a we're, we're throwing napkins at her. <laughs> like we keep warning her like, hey, please be careful. You're eating tomato soup. You are wearing all white. But you know how kids are. They just don't. They don't think even if they do care, they they just think it's going to be peaches and cream. They they'll do what they're doing regardless. There there was one point where she reaches across the table and I'm sitting across from her and she's got those giant empire i'm calling them empress sleeves i don't know what they're actually called those very long white sleeves and they kind of drape and droop from your arms yes yes yeah so she reaches across and of course as we predicted the entire sleeve (gasps) goes into her tomato soup bowl oh no (laughs) it wasn't just like one little spot it was the whole sleeve the entire sleeve was orange (laughs) um and she just lost it (laughs) um she's obviously she's six at the time she is very excited about her leia dress and now her entire sleeve is covered in tomato soup her mom and i have like these looks on our faces like oh my god we're at disneyland (laughs) Like, we're chill, but the six-year-old who was really excited about her outfit is not going to be chill. She's starting to cry. She's very upset. It's going to take me a second to to describe the next few seconds, but I want to make it clear that this happens within a matter of, like, three seconds. So I I didn't think at all. I literally just – I took a spoonful of tomato soup and I dumped it over the front of my white stormtrooper knit sweater. Yes, which is 90% white with like accents of black. Yes, (laughs) the entire thing is white. (laughs) And I would like to make it very clear that that was not my first inclination, if you will. Um, (laughs) I, uh, there was definitely a thought in my head because my immediate thought was I'm going to do this. And then the next thought I had was, oh my God, don't do that. 
you have been wanting <laughs> this sweater for a long time. I mean, it's still a sweater. It's still unimportant, but you have been wanting this for a long time. You spent your hard-earned money on it, and now you're just going to ruin it? Like, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> That's oh, crazy. No. But then my thought immediately after that was, if I don't do this, then what kind of role model am I? What am I doing to teach this child to be grateful for her Disney day, no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. and to teach her that it really doesn't matter? Like, we love Disney bounding. We have so much fun doing it. But at the end of the day, who cares what you look like? You know, like at the end of the day, we're at Disney. We're Mm -hmm. having, we're so privileged to be here. And so that's why I did it. That's because I had that thought of if you are selfish right now, you're missing an incredible learning opportunity for her. And that's, that's what happened. And I, I was totally fine to just walk around with my, um, my tomato stain. And so when she saw this, your accident, and I say in quotations, accident happened, what were her immediate thoughts? Like, did she immediately stop crying? Like, what did she do in reaction to? For sure. I I definitely think part of my strategy was to just shock her out of crying. (laughs) I think she like, I think she was so shocked by what I did that she was just like the tears immediately stopped, Um, which I think was definitely part of the strategy as well. Her and her mom, I think both of their jaws dropped. Her mom immediately started crying. She was um, very grateful. She knew immediately what I was doing and and why I was doing it. So yeah, I think Orly was just, I I think it took her some time to process what was happening, Mm -hmm. but she for Mm -hmm. sure was shocked. She just ruined her dress too. Like, yeah, I think the only words I truly said were, it's just a shirt. <laughs> like, oh. it's, it's just a dress. Who cares? Yes. You're a privileged child and your your parents will, will buy you something else um, to replace it. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's just not worth crying over. That crying isn't a great thing that we should do sometimes, but at the end of the day, you're still going to have a great day at Disney. Like we're not going to not let that happen. Yes. And saying it's just a shirt and it's just a dress, like that's all you really needed to say. It was just the right thing. Yeah. So there's, there's not much more to it. Her mom, like, you know, took, took pictures of us because she was, (laughs) I think, uh, an emotional wreck. (laughs) I think she will support me in, in that claim. Um, I think she was just like that moment for her, like reminded her that her daughter's in good hands, you know. And at this point was how many years had you been uh, nannying her uh, when this incident happened or this teaching moment happened? Probably only a year. If it was 2018, then yeah, it was, I was only been there for a year. So it just reaffirmed that they made a good choice in picking you as a nanny. (laughs) I think so. And I'm, it's definitely a moment I'm proud of. But of course, again, it's kind of obvious as to why I don't tell this story very often. Yeah. Um, it's it's not really my story to tell, you know. I think it's I think it's Orly's mom's or Orly's. While it was while I'm here reciting a magical moment of mine, I needed that. I needed that moment probably more than Orly did. I am someone who has I have dealt with body image issues and eating disorders and you know, those are all things that I've dealt with in my life. And Mm -hmm. 
it would have really meant a lot to have an adult in my life that that did something like that and that said, it really doesn't matter. I love you. You're great the way you are. And we are at Disneyland. <laughs> like Aww. We're, we're going to have a fun time because we're fun people. I needed to hear that and I needed to hear those thoughts in my head combat each other. I needed to hear that one side of me that was like, don't do this. You will look like a fool <laughs> in Disneyland. <laughs> and then that other side of me that was like, um, there are more important things. Yes. Um, and I just think that that actually probably impacted me more than Orly and reminded me of my self-worth and my integrity, why I've made it through so many difficult parts of my life. That is incredible story to like look back on. And I feel like, you know, not only is her mom going to remember and you are going to remember, but I think that's going to be one of those things when you're, you know, you're a doll and you're like, oh, what do you remember from your childhood? I feel like this is going to be one of those moments that Orly's going to look back on and be like, oh yeah, I remember one time we both got tomato soup on us, but you know what? We rocked <laughs> it the rest of the day. Um, speaking of which, how was the rest of the day? Like, did, were you guys there that much longer or did you just kind of rock your new matching tomato soup stands? <laughs> I will say Orly's mom was like, I am buying you two t-shirts. <laughs> like oh. uh, we, we ended up not, I would, I will, I would like it to be known that I was very happy to sport my tomato soup <laughs> around the parks. And, but her mom is just so sweet. And, and we hadn't done much that, that day in terms of like spending money or anything. So I uh -huh. think she was like, you've both earned it. <laughs> like um, I still have the Mickey t-shirt. It's like oh. one of those, uh, if anyone's familiar, those that like neon line they used to sell of net like Neff in Adventureland at yes, Disneyland. Yes. It's like one of those t-shirts because it, it was a I was like, I just want something simple. I'm not trying to dress up again, <laughs> you know, yeah, especially like, I'm after just trying that. to be comfy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I still have that t-shirt. It's it's a little smaller on me now, I think, but I definitely still have it. I still wear it and it reminds me of that day which is really special. Um, and I, I don't remember what Orly ended up getting. Um, oh, I think she had a change of clothes anyway. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. very possible. Because, you know, when you go to Disneyland with a six-year-old, you bring a lot of stuff. You bring a change of undies. You bring... You're, you're prepared for the worst. <laughs> you bring sunscreen. You're, you're yeah. prepared for a tomato soup stain for sure. <laughs> you're prepared for a tomato soup stain, yeah. I can't believe I didn't have a Tide stick on me, but... <laughs> next time. Well, now you know for your next baby. Now I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that is such a sweet and sentimental story. I think that's just a lesson I'll be learned for everybody. Just like be thankful for, you know, being, having the privilege to go to Disneyland and also like, you know, small little things don't matter and it's okay. And that was such a sweet and adorable story. And thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing it with us. Thank you for having me because I have I'm like now a big giant Just Some Magic fan. So now I get to boast. I get to be like, I'm on this podcast that I really love. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, again, I can't tell you how much that means to me, my little baby podcast. And um, at the time of this recording, we just hit 40 episodes. So I think we're at 41 now. So yes. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we drop um, where people can find you? I would like to share that I just went back to Disneyland a week ago. <gasps> For the first time oh in over a year. How was that? Do you want to share us a little version of that? Recap of the day. Um, I went with my partner, Jim, and our dear friends, Danny and Jen. Mallory was actually supposed to be with us. 
um, some some things popped up and she wasn't able to come. It was very sad. Aww. Mallory, if you're listening to this, you were sorely missed and talked about all day. Aww, but we love her. Yes. Oh my gosh. And and of course, like just being being back without her felt a little like. It, don't get me wrong. It was a wonderful day, but it, definitely it was like, oh, the squad's not complete. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We, my friend Danny and I, who actually met at Disneyland and became best friends at Disneyland. We kind of bounded a little bit. We just sort of like I wore like a Toontown inspired outfit Mm -hmm. and he did like an Adventureland inspired outfit. And yeah. And it was also it was uh, Jim's first time on Rise of the Resistance. (gasps) Did he die? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We were all in in tears of some form. (laughs) Uh, Maybe some of us had like one single tear. <laughs> and and some then of especially us were being big Star Wars fans too, it's just like it's an emotional experience, whether you're a Star Wars fan or not, to go on Rise of the Resistance. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I will obviously not spoil it for anyone who hasn't been. That was another thing is is kind of like getting excited about Rise and not spoiling it for Jim before he was able to get on. I mean, and going over a year without writing it, like that's impressive that, that he didn't see any spoilers. Right. I think he avoided them like the plague. <laughs> <laughs> um, no pun intended. <laughs> It was a wonderful day. I, as someone who is still a bit hesitant to rejoin the world, even fully vaccinated, Mm -hmm. I felt, I felt very safe. I felt like cast members were being very diligent. I absolutely wonderful. Cast members are just the best. They are the reason we're able to come back. It was a really magical day. I, I, oh my gosh. Okay. So anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with the Haunted Mansion. Um, yes, oh, I said it was, and I can vouch for that for you, <laughs> your friend. Yes, it's it's my favorite ride. I actually I wrote a TV pilot about it. Um, Disney Plus. If you end up listening to this, I have a great investment oh. for you. <laughs> this literally needs to be a real thing. I've heard it. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I just really love it. I've loved the lore behind it. It's my favorite ride, and I had heard beforehand that because of the crowds and how they were they were trying to keep a lot of people outside as much as possible in the queues and one of the hardest roadblocks for that is the stretching room at the haunted mansion because right. normally they pack so many people in there the, so because of that there is a small um cast member entrance right the backstage secret door yes yes, yes yeah yes. so every now and then lately they've been taking people down there just to keep the line moving without oh stuffing the stretching room full of people and so i had heard that they were doing that and my my friend danny and i were like okay we're gonna get like we're gonna ask very nicely mm-hmm. like we're gonna be very um appreciative and very grateful and and just say hey is there any way we could get into this little entrance? We were already planning this. And I, a testament to how much I love the Haunted Mansion, I hate asking for things like that at the parks. Yes. To me, I'm just like, I'm already here. I'm not trying to be one of those people that ask for special treatment. I hate okay. doing that. I never do it. However, this was different. I was like, this is the Haunted Mansion secret entrance. Like, I will very kindly ask a cast member. Yes, like when is another opportunity you're going to be able to do that again? Right. And then I saw a few different Disney friends of mine on Instagram say, do not ask the cast members about the secret Haunted Mansion entrance. They are absolutely pissed off that people (gasps) keep asking about it. Oh, no, because it's (laughs) viral on TikTok and then everybody wants to do it. Right. Like, Like according to some sources I had, they were like, 
do not ask about the secret entrance to the haunted mansion. They will hate you. <laughs> oh, no. And so what did you do? Well, so of course we were like, okay, so we're not going to do that, right? We're not going to be those people. We we ended up going on the Haunted Mansion and we get to the fork in the road where it would literally be one or the other. And the cast member goes, are you guys okay with stairs? <gasps> and I was, was like, meant to be. I will go down as many stairs as you want me to. <laughs> And you got yes, to I'm okay with stairs. And ah. we got to go in the Haunted Mansion entrance. Um, oh my my, my friends and I called it, we called it Disney Squad Magic because we also got our favorite, that day we also got our favorite song for Guardians. Oh, which song is that? Uh, Give Up the Funk. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's Give Up one. the Funk is like, there is just, that song gets me so hype. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that sure. and it's our fa- and that was our first day back first ride back that was our first ride give up the funk and i was like disney squad magic like when Yay. when we're together magical things happen and that's exactly how i felt about the haunted mansion entrance it was meant to be how many flights of stairs was it was it quite deep or was it just like really short or oh it, it's not bad at all yeah yeah I was gonna say, when you're in the stretching room you don't feel that you're going that far like yeah and i i love i love the facade of the disneyland one because it yes. they it's so it's in it's next to New Orleans Square. They mm-hmm. did their research. If you are from New Orleans or have ever been to New Orleans, the facade of the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland looks exactly like an old garden district home in the oh. richer neighborhoods of New Orleans. So creepy and perfect. Yeah, they did their research. That was they it, it definitely looks like it came out of New Orleans. Yeah, like I think it's only two small flights of stairs. It was not much at all, but I'm sure they just okay. didn't want anybody who who was going to be feeling it or anyone who was handicapped to have to be forced to. Yeah, definitely. Right, right. But it was. I, I God, I, I I think I was so excited about it that it just it went it flashed before <laughs> it flashed ahead of me. Like I I kind of barely remember it. It was such a whirlwind <laughs> moment. You were so excited, <laughs> you just blacked out. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it probably that's probably what happened. It's like I know I did this, but I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, I will say something about that stretching room that I think we take oh. for granted is that it it adjusts your eyes to yes. to the darkness cuz I going down that flight of steps, I won't spoil it for anyone who might have the chance to like go backstage. Um, it's not super special, but it's it's special if you love the haunted mansion. I feel like that ride was actually a different experience because my eyes had seconds to adjust. So it was darker. Like I feel like I had a harder time seeing things Mm -hmm. because I had just come from the blistering sun and then went right in and got right on the ride. That's what's currently happening in Florida because, you know, we're just walking straight through our stretching room and I literally can't see the person in front of me and I'm just like almost run into them so many times. So I totally know going from like blistering sun to like, wow, it's almost pitch black dark in here. No big deal. (laughs) Like I can't see anybody right in front of me. Right, right. It's definitely that stretching room, I think, gives you a moment for your eyes to adjust. And then Mm -hmm. when you go into the dark corridor before getting on the ride, even though it's very dark, it looks brighter than the stretching room. So yes. you can see everything around you. Correct. That is that is really good. I, I you don't think about it till it happens, and you're like, oh wait, 
Awesome. And how was the rest of your day at Disneyland? It was a lot of fun. We just hit up everything. I got to, oh my gosh, we got to see the new Snow White refurbishment. (gasps) I've been avoiding spoilers because I love a good slow dark ride and I'm like, I don't want to see it. But overall, without spoilers, how was it? This new Snow White gone from Scary Adventure to Enchanted Wish. (laughs) I for sure will not spoil it for you, but I will say this. I, my favorite Disney villain of all time is the Evil Queen. So you would think like, oh, I probably don't want them to take more of the queen out of the ride <laughs> mm-hmm. because they're it's going from the queen. It's the old hag where she's like, Wah! right, <laughs> right. I will say this as someone who loves the evil queen and was a little I, I was excited that they were refurbishing it because I think a lot, there are a lot like a lot of kids don't want to get on that ride because it's called Snow White Scary Adventures. Yes. So I feel like it's definitely like, OK, this is in fantasy land. Like, let's we can. We don't, it does, we don't have to be that creepy. (laughs) And I'm someone who loves creepy. So, but I definitely thought the ride was much more well-rounded. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like you actually got the Snow White story straight from the movie way better. Yeah. And I thought that they very well utilized the spaces. Like, I think the Imagineers went all in on that. Um, making sure that they were like, okay, we only have this small amount of space. That's the difference between Disneyland and Disney World is that Mm -hmm. Disney World it was built to expand on the land they have. Whereas Disneyland is like they, they constantly, if they really want something new, they have to work with what they have. And so that's a big, that I think they did that really well with this ride. So excited to go on that whenever I can get back to Disneyland. Oh, you're going to love it. I'll take you. Um, I'll I'll give you a tour. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to plan a trip out there as soon as I possibly can. So, and I'll have to come see you too. We have a guest room now. You can stay with me. (laughs) Don't tempt me. I will definitely, Mallory offered too. And I'm like, hey, I mean, I'm totally down. So where can people find you if they want to follow you on Instagram and other places and what you're doing with your life? Amazing. Thank you for letting me (laughs) plug myself. Of course, Um, of course. My Instagram is at Spooky Sarah Skeletons, Sarah spelled with an H. If you guys didn't get it by now, she is into spooky things, so the name is very fitting. <laughs> very fitting. I also, my last name is a monster, so that's why I, I changed it. So it's Spooky Sarah Skeletons on Instagram, and then on Twitter, it's Spooky Sarah Skell, because Twitter would not let me use the entire thing. They were like, your name is too Lame. long. So it, it ends at S-K-E-L. <laughs> But if you search it, you'll find it it out and you'll find you. Yeah, you'll find it. It's not hard to find. But yeah, that's those are the two forms of social media I'm on the most. All the links will be in the show notes, too. So go if you guys want to follow her. All of them will be down there. If you don't feel like trying to type it out, they'll just the links will be there. So perfect. I welcome Disney Universal, any kind of friends in that realm. Always. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show. It means so much to me. And your story was so incredibly sweet. And I also appreciate your little touch of going back to Disneyland. And I'm so excited personally to go myself. Thank you so much for having me. I've I've been really, really excited about this because I really love the show and I miss you so much. (laughs) I miss you too. And thank you so much for being a fan of the show. Like that truly means the world to me. So thank you. to thank Sarah so much for coming on and sharing her magical moment. If you guys have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justthemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please go to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review. It truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us. 
We have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And next episode is all about friendship in honor of International Friendship Day. So stay tuned for that. But until next time, bye. Bye.